Hello, welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Sarah from the ICB's communications team. Coming up, we hear how a practice and community centre have been given a top award for their work in promoting physical activity. And people in Holsley are being asked for their views on a proposal to withdraw its weekly GP service. But first, clinicians at the system's long COVID assessment service think patients they are seeing may not be fully representative of the population who have the condition. Sarah Fowler, who's a clinical lead there, says COVID-19 took a huge toll on people of minority ethnic heritage and people in deprived areas. But for some reason, they are not seeing very many of these patients in clinic. A new media campaign is about to start targeted to those groups to increase awareness. Sarah is encouraging more people to come forward if they think they have the condition. If you think you've had a COVID infection or you know you've had a COVID infection because you've tested positive and you're still feeling symptomatic a number of weeks later, fatigue, brain fog, just feeling like their memory and their ability to process information um, isn't as good, Uh, maybe feeling more breathless than they were before they had an infection, muscle pain, joint pain, feeling like their heart is racing at times, hair loss, um, long-standing changes to uh, smell and taste that don't improve, um, then those are the sorts of people that we would encourage to uh, make an appointment with their GP. We do have meaningful ways of supporting them to manage their symptoms and improve their quality of life. For more information, visit our dedicated long COVID page on sneewellbeing.org.uk. A series of in-person events is taking place so that people can share their views on the ICB's draft joint forward plan. The plan sets out how the local health and care system will deliver services that meet local people's needs over the next five years. Three events are taking place this week in Ipswich, Colchester and Bury St Edmunds, with an additional virtual one taking place next Wednesday. Richard Watson from the ICB is leading the sessions. This plan is being created by us, plus colleagues in our hospitals, our mental health trusts, our ambulance trusts, primary care, pharmacists, dentists and the community and voluntary sector. Feedback can be given any time between now and the 22nd of February of this year, which will be used to develop the final version of the plan which we are intending to publish at the end of June this year. More information about the venues and how to have your say are on the ICB website, suffolkandnortheastessex.icb.nhs.uk. The deadline's passed for getting your COVID vaccination booster jab. Around 400,000 eligible people across Suffolk and North East Essex have been vaccinated since the campaign started in September. It's unknown if future campaigns will be agreed by the government and its advisory committee, the JCVI. Here's programme lead, Liz Maloney. We are going to continue to provide um, first and second doses. The vaccination programme today in Suffolk and North East Essex has delivered um, over 2.8 million vaccines. And that is thanks to so many people and the relationships that we have formed as a result of the programme have absolutely um, been sort of core to cementing of some really effective collaborative working and ways of working um, between ourselves and a whole variety of different partners. The Unity Centre and Witten Medical Practice in Ipswich have been given a prestigious award for their work in promoting physical activity within the community. They were given active practice status, which was set up by both Sports England and the Royal College of General Practitioners. To achieve the award, the practice had to show how they're encouraging staff and their own patients to take enough physical exercise. Chris Lawson's from Active Suffolk, which has been working with the practice. Obviously, we know about the benefits of being active 
not just physically, but building sort of resilience within communities, managing health conditions, building social connection. Um, and I think for specifically for the Unity Centre, it's a really good demonstration of partnership working uh, and how local levy provision, the VCSE sector can link in within primary care providers. The Chief Executive of St Elizabeth Hospice says her staff have carried out almost 7,000 community visits by nurses and healthcare assistants across Ipswich and East Suffolk in the past year. Judy Newman said teams had dealt with over 30,000 calls to the 24-7 one-call telephone advice line. St Elizabeth was among the first hospices in the country to set up the line, which provides advice on specialist palliative and supportive care. Local people in the East Suffolk village of Holsley are being asked for their views on a proposal to withdraw its weekly GP service. The Peninsula Practice Group, which runs the service each Monday, has started an engagement exercise to seek views on the plan. The practice's senior partner says the village hall venue is proving to be too costly and not fit for delivering primary health care services in a modern era. And newly diagnosed prostate cancer patients in the east of England are the first in the country to be offered direct access to personalised treatment options through a new web portal. The resource, called Knowing Your Options, allows newly diagnosed patients to enter things like their test results into a secure web link. It then analyses their data before setting out their full range of treatment options, with risks and benefits specific to that person. That's all for this week's podcast. Join James Catton next Monday for the next in his series of In Conversation interviews. Thanks for listening.